With the first pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the New Orleans Pelicans select Zion Williamson from Duke University. Welcome to the specialty edition of the podcast. We are doing a reaction to the first game from Zion Williamson. Um, I'm back with uh, Jonathan Palazzolo and Tyler and I as usual. Tyler went to the game tonight, didn't get his tickets. <laughs> oh, move. <laughs> that it was. At least he didn't say anything special. <laughs> yes. You know, I just said so uh obviously we're gonna talk about zion's debut the pelicans did not win we got bested by the san antonio spurs mainly just lamarcus Aldridge, yeah who had a phenomenal game um the amount of hot takes from people who never watched a single pelicans game was unreal like people just like who is this Derek favors person they need to take him out he's garbage i'm like dude he's literally the reason why we've had such a good run hey they were saying stuff like that at the pelicans game like, as soon as Zion came out in the first quarter, which it was pretty obvious, uh, people were calling for his job <laughs> Yeah, and in the stadium. I mean, the, the hot takes for Gentry's job. After, we're going to get to all that, really. Um, but Zion won off for 22 points. I think he had two or three assists, seven rebounds. Um, had five turnovers, but I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah. it's his first game. You know, things like handles and, and getting used to accepting contact and mm-hmm. getting you know, passes in tight spaces or something that's going to come with time. But overall, how did y'all feel about his first game back? Yeah, he just, I kind of agreed with everything that uh, Alvin Gentry said to to what his play was like on the court tonight. He just started off jittery. He started off nervous. He mm-hmm. started off uh, very, very lax, it looks like almost. And then he turned the aggression on Max in the fourth quarter. And it took a little while. Maybe it just took that one shot falling in the third quarter, that first three-pointer, they'd be like, okay, this is my time. He got into a groove. Um, and I also agree with Drew. This is kind of like the surface of what Zion is. He he made four yeah. three-pointers tonight. We really never saw too much attacking the rim type stuff, mm-hmm. which is going to be, I think, his bread and butter for the rest of the season. So, yeah, just to scratch the sur- just scratching the surface with him. Also, just, uh, you know, a really, really good, solid debut from Zion. Well, I'll say it's actually more than I expected, you know, um, coming into this game. This is assist and rebounds numbers were right where I put them at for the most part. Yeah. Um, but the points, uh, I did not expect him to hit four straight threes. That was insane. So, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to go ahead. No, go so, ahead. I was going to ask you. So, do you think the threes came as a result of him getting double teamed down low? Well, yeah, no, that's what I was going to talk about. Um, you saw early on, and I actually, you know, the guy I went with was a Spurs fan, and I was telling him, I know Craig, Greg Popovich, you know, we watch him four times a season, every season, and I've actually been a pretty big follower of the Spurs in the playoffs. Greg Popovich goes against the norm, um, but he knew that we had no choice but to go to Zion. Like, early on in the game. It was what was going to get the crowd in the game, what was going to get the hype going, um, and that's a big thing for players sometimes, believe it or not. But he was doubled pretty early on a couple times. And you saw, and I was pretty proud of Zion because he was looking for the pass. He knew right away to look for the pass. Um, 
But, I mean, you got to give... It was kind of a trap that we had to walk into, if that's a weird way of explaining it. I just like that Zion read the defense, I thought, pretty yeah. well tonight with the uh, several passes um, in transition as well. I also yeah. like that they the Spurs switched the zone, so they completely prevented Zion from getting into the lane, right? Yeah. So yeah. they switched the zone when we had uh, Zion out there with some non-shooters around them. And the only shot that was going to be open was the three-point shot. And God damn it, Zion took him. Yeah. And yeah. then they switched back to man. And what did we see him do? We saw him post up two straight well, possessions. And I mean, so it was nice could, to see him read the defense really well. You could see the effort on the Spurs side. They weren't going to chase him to the three-point line. Makes they sense. No, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's not much film of him knocking down threes. I mean, most of the He's film never on hit him. that many threes in a row yeah. in his, pretty much in his career. He's doubled Ben Simmons' career three-point total well ben simmons hasn't taken a shot outside the paint since like <laughs> what december 19th i saw on espn yeah, let's today focus on, let's focus <laughs> but on no but no in, in all honesty though um i think the spurs are just kind of like if he's gonna beat us from the three-point line we can accept that yeah versus him just destroying us inside which he almost did i mean let's give him credit yeah. he almost did yeah he gave us the lead we didn't have all game yeah you know, I mean, 16 points straight, was it? Dude, just 17. 17, I'm sorry. Just respect, because it, it went from being a, damn, maybe he's not ready. Maybe, I'm talking about a national narrative. I think we can yeah. go a little bit deeper into that. It went from, man, he's not ready. Maybe he needs a couple more weeks to get in. And then it went from, oh, shit, this kid's special. So that was kind of my emotions through the first four quarters, right? Mm-hmm. So the first quarter, I don't know why. He just seemed like. He wasn't exerting himself or was just scared to put himself out there. I don't know if it's just the narrative of him going around hearing about himself being probably injury prone. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like the first quarter. I was like, man, is is he really ready to be back? Or was this something like, you know, hey, look, it's not going to get any better. Let's just put him out there. But, you know, the second quarter, um, not too much noise again. And then the third quarter, I felt like, even even Gentry said it. He was kind of imposing himself a little bit more, mm-hmm. putting himself in better situations, and and then of course the fourth quarter he just exploded. Here's a question I have, and I'd have to go back and watch the game to check it. But do you think it's because he was trying to make sure he followed his new biomechanics? That one hundred percent. I don't know if you guys did. If, you see any, how he was running up and down the court? Yeah, and if anybody. Hasn't seen it. Go on uh, Reddit NBA or Reddit Nola Pelicans and check out a uh, great video. I don't know the user off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's a great video explaining basically walking through medically kind of what they did to, you know, reintegrate Zion, you know, physically. And I feel like that might have affected his game to start off because maybe he was trying to go to that. But when the emotions got in, I'd have to go back and watch. So I don't know for sure. But that's why I was asking you all. Well, it's crazy. It, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. By the way, because you're trying to change your muscle memory, and that's yeah. When you get hard. put in, when you get put into pressure situations, you tend to go back to what you're used to. But we talked the last podcast about how rookies are starting to play really well, and it took them about half a season to really understand the game and make the game slow down. It took Zion about three quarters. It looked like so that was really cool to see that. Like something. Something changed mentally. You could tell. Something changed mentally. He's like, okay, I get the flow of the game now. It's time for me to go off. Yeah, and people talk about Zion as, you know, a human highlight uh, reel. But I think one of the things that always stood out is his basketball IQ. 
and he's a playmaker. So yeah. like his yeah. his IQ is really high, and his playmaking ability is really high, and that showed I think in the first quarter. And I think he's always said that as yeah. well. Yeah. Even at Duke, if you watch him back at Duke, I felt like he showed his passing abilities or mm-hmm. his ability to make right passes mm-hmm. or key passes and key moments. And he only highlighted that today for me. Yeah. What did y'all feel, and real quick, uh, about Lonzo with Zion? When we had Lonzo, the bench, and Zion. What was the stat you were reading earlier? Six Six assists tonight to Zion. That's the most to any one player from Lonzo in his career. And this is what I was talking about with Lonzo. How well does he fit with Zion? And it seems like just to start off pretty well. Yeah, we talk often about trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. I mean, th- th- these pegs fit perfectly. Like, those are two pieces I think can work really well together. And I think it can, with those two together, it almost doesn't matter as much as mm-hmm. the other three. So, like, and what I mean by that is that might be an opportunity. And we saw it tonight when, like, Drew goes to the bench or when B.I. goes to the bench. It might be an opportunity for Lonzo and and Zion to just run that offense through those two. And it's, it's not going to happen, but with this current burst regimen that we have Zion on, how do we feel, like, if I'm looking at this team, I would feel like as a coaching staff, if we're going to do that with Zion, let let Zion come off the bench with Lonzo. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that continues the flow of the game without disrupting yeah. it like it did tonight. Because yeah. it definitely disrupted that first quarter. I, I, I'd have to agree. Yeah. I think it kind of threw B.I. off a little bit. Yeah. Um, he, he, was, he was bad tonight, but still scored 22 points. That's... That's crazy. Like it was, if to me, it felt like in the stadium, it was one of his worst games. Yeah. He, well, he still, he missed, still had twenty two. He missed sixteen shots. shots. Yeah. yeah. So he missed sixteen shots. Nobody took sixteen shots tonight. Yeah. So, no. um, <laughs> I mean, you're you're the team was bound to have one of these nights. I don't I don't know if, man, I'd hate to say this, but I hope like all the media hype around Zion doesn't disgruntle Brandon Ingram in a way where he's like. Man, even if I'm having an MVP caliber season, you know, I'm never going to be hyped as much as this guy, you know. So I hope that doesn't like play into him a little bit much. Um, hopefully he can continue, you know, his all star level. It seems like he's not needy when it comes to attention. Yeah. It seems like he's been That's okay with not getting as much attention, even when he's going on this run. Uh, all those interviews, he's very calm, very polite. But I agree. I mean, I'm just watching the interviews after the game today. And it's Lonzo and B.I. And every question's about Zion. Rightfully so, I guess. But fuck, if it wasn't annoying for me, I can't imagine as like a superstar level athlete getting asked questions about somebody else nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say on B.I. real quick. I think maybe he doesn't want that. Like he had that in L.A. And it didn't help him. I can't speak for what he wants or what he doesn't want. I'm just saying I think he's equipped to handle that. It seems like his personality yeah, is equipped to handle it. What I'm saying is I don't think the Zion hype, like, I think if, if that was Anthony Davis, hell yeah, it would bother him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it bothers B.I. It doesn't seem like it. No, I don't think now, it does. does he want it or I think not? he's happy for Zion yeah. from what I got. And I think their games complement each other really well. Yeah. I really do. You know, especially if Zion can hit that outside jump shot a little bit throughout his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think watching those two in transition – Zion is like a black hole that is going to absorb defenses. Yeah, and if you can just if you if that can happen with Bi in those mid range games, I think just I, mean, them, I think that's beautiful. Just run the pick and roll with them. Yeah, just see what happens. You know, and, and we saw it tonight, man. When when Zion was on the block or he posted down low, there were two defenders there. Yeah, he went pretty pretty quickly too on the few times that was, he was down low. I was 
semi surprised how much we went to the post with Zion in his short, you know, amount of minutes. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot, but I felt like it's more than we usually do. Yeah. Except besides maybe Jaleel Ogafor. That might be experimental. Yeah. Just to see. I mean, he has a post game. Let's see. He let's does. See how it works. I mean, his power inside. Yeah. Just that alone. What do y'all think about the uh the short burst? Do you think this is something the medical staff should stick with or has to stick with? I mean, this is there's precedent across the league with coming back from injuries. Yeah. And, and it's normally similar to that. It's it's normally a minute restriction, but it's normally spread out. It's just it seems like different. So it? It's, it was it's it talked about differently, and so it does seem differently. But I I, I know everybody's seeming I, I don't know. I'll let y'all I'll let y'all contradict me, but it seems like similar to most people who are on a minute restrictions that I've seen in the past. It it just felt like more or less they would let him play a series, and then the first time out available to switch him out. They were taking him out, you know. They weren't, you know. It was just like, hey, look, we'll let you get your, we'll let you get a run in. The first time a, a break in the game happens, we'll take you out. Mm. You know, kind of discuss some things, maybe let you warm up on a bike, wait till the next quarter, and kind of do the same thing. You know what it's like, man. It's like it's like Baby Yoda, <laughs> and the training staff and Gentry is the is Mando, right? Mando, like yeah. just protecting. No, him. I don't think. I uh, see. I think if. You let Gentry make the decision, uh, he'd have been in the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said that in his post-game conference. You know what that is? Press conference. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's him kind of having a talking point to kind of ease the Yeah, I think he would have. The, the, the hot takes were yeah. like extremely bad behind Gentry's uh Oh, it's bad in point. the yeah. stadium. You ought to hear and it. Everyone was like, he needs to be fired immediately. Like, look, at we, we all wanted Zion to play the entire game. Now, I don't know if you could see it from the stands, but the close up on Zion's face after that little run, he was he was fucking gassed. Yeah, I'll say this: I don't, I don't blame the amount of minutes he played. I was expecting about twenty minutes, and he ended up at eighteen. Eighteen, yeah. Um, That's more than what I thought just, he was going to get. To me, the short burst thing just seems weird. I don't I was, mind the short burst thing if it would have been off of the bench. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Agreed. At the same time. Is Zion a starter on our team? Yes. So I think that's just them saying, let's put them out there with our best guys and see what our normal rotation is going to be like when he's healthy, and let's see if that works. But you couldn't even really do anything with them. You're right, and, and and that's the problem. So maybe maybe they put him out there trying to create fireworks immediately. Like, damn, dude, look at those four minutes yeah. Zion was in. Wait until we can do that full time. The opposite seemed to have happened tonight. It seemed to have happened like he's only going to get four minutes. Let's not... I don't know. It, like, it didn't seem like it was a normal, smooth transition like, into the starting lineup. How much easier do you think this game is if the starting lineup was, you know, Drew, JJ, Josh Hart, uh, B.I., and Derek Favors, and then you got Zion and Lonzo coming off the bench? Oh, man. So, look, I, I can't I, – I, I don't like Lonzo not starting. No, I, I agree. But and I, I want I, I that get, to be I, I the get, starting I get lineup. I get what you're saying. Um, but if we're going to put him in this situation, we still got games to win. If we're still pushing for the playoffs, which is by all of, I don't, we all saw the, uh, was it Mark Stein? Who was it? Um, uh, some national report, I'm sorry, off the top of my head, came out and said, you know, we're no longer selling. We're, we're pushing ourselves off the trade market because we're going to make that playoff push with Zion. If we're going for a playoff push, then you got to, Understand, we got to win games. So here's the very complicated situation that the Pelicans coaching staff finds them in. You have this 
you have the future of your franchise right now being reinserted off of an injury. Yep. And you're fighting for the eighth seed. So what you you have to find the perfect balance of what is going to put us in a best position to win games mm-hmm. while simultaneously handling a minutes restriction. Which is and those two things might not coincide at all times, right? As yeah. Jesse puts on his tie for some odd reason. Um, <laughs> which is what, what I'll say to that real quick. Which is why I think. Tell me any other reason besides Zion hype that he's in the starting lineup besides maybe like, you know, that's what it's going to be down the line. Because you've seen it where starters coming off the bench all the time coming off an injury. Yeah, and it, again, this is this is what I'm saying. We're, we're, we're toying the line between what's going to work for us in the future yeah. versus what's going to win us games right now. I adamantly believe we have a better chance to win this game if Zion doesn't start. So, because of how well we've been playing recently. Yeah, and so but but at, at the same time if they're like, well let's insert him to the lineup, let's get him used to these guys that he's going to have a future with. Yeah. Then you have then you're playing a different ball game. You're not you're not playing the playoff card, you're playing future. In in a way too, um with this game, I'm not going to say that if we would have started our starting lineup, we would have we would have had a better chance to win. I yeah. felt like a lot of rebounds just weren't going our way. Like the ball was coming off the rim and just finding a way into a Spurs player's hands. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, again, they pull some random ass dude up to to hit knockdown threes and, and with a guy so, in his face. So that I mean, they they just made some really good shots. They got really good rebounds. This was a make or miss game. Yeah, and <laughs> and we were the total opposite. I mean, our shots weren't dropping. We had I, good looks, too. I feel like the only person who was truly trying for rebounds tonight was Josh Hart, even though he had, like, five. But he was really, like, I, I was telling Jonathan, like, when he comes down with a rebound, like, he makes sure it's his rebound versus, like, that play with Jackson and Drew where they both go for the the, the rebound and they're both like, oh, no, you take it. And then a Spurs player is like, oh, well, if neither are you going to fucking take it, then I'll take it. Yeah, and tonight yeah. tonight just seemed like one of those nights besides a couple of Josh Hart plays. Those 50-50 hustle plays yeah. almost know. all went to the Spurs. Like every single one it felt like tonight went to the Spurs. So that's a four-point difference in my opinion. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, you can't account for LaMarcus just going off tonight looking like Portland – version of himself yeah yeah i mean i mean let's not let's not discredit the spurs like i, I get no. where their record is yeah but they do have a lot of crafty you, veterans on that team you, who have been around the block and and really know i mean when lamarcus saw jackson hayes i mean it was just like he was fucking salivating but i mean jackson kind of held his own against him um jackson didn't have a bad night either i thought, no. he, I thought he played really no, good not at all. um i mean of course like he's gonna get out muscled by LaMarcus, but I mean, other than that, I mean, a- any Popovich coach team is going to come in wanting to play their asses off. It's it's simple as that. And if, if you can't match their energy, they're probably going to beat you. This is my favorite saying about the Spurs. You cannot, you cannot play less than a B game against the Spurs. You will lose. You play an A minus game, A game, you're going to win. But you cannot play less than a B game against the Spurs. And and Gentry kind of pointed that out in the in the post game presser as he was saying is like, look, that team's not going to beat themselves. So mm-hmm. either you can beat them straight up, or you, or 
you know, you're going to lose because they're not going to make too many mistakes. Nope. They're they're they they're accountable on both ends of the ball. They didn't. Yeah, I agree with everything. I'm sorry, I'm reading hot takes right now. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I just so, got a notification with all so, the fire engines. Well, and I'll say this. Which is yeah, continue. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say, uh, I don't disagree with how much Zion played, and I don't disagree with the route that they went with. It just, it's a very, very, very fine line to walk on, and I think Jonathan said it the best. Um, as far as that goes, if we're going to pick right now, you know, future of the franchise or win this game against the Spurs for the A seed in the playoffs, we probably won't go that far in. I think we're all going to pick future of the franchise. So at the end of the day, if the team's looking long-term as it should, they probably made the right choice. Yeah. And and I agree with that, man. It, it, it's a difficult position to be in. We said this and I'll, I'll kind of toot our own horn here. We said when Zion got inserted back into the starting lineup, it was going to be a similar type of experimentation that we did in the beginning of the year with the lineup rotations. Mm -hmm. And we struggled pretty heavily then with the lineup rotations. We sort of figured it out and everything mellowed out. I said that when Zion got brought back in, it was going to be a struggle figuring out the minutes and the rotations once he came back. Let's hope we can figure out way quicker than we did in the beginning of the season. With Zion, and I think we can because it's only one player to figure yeah. out. Um, you know, although he's a astronomical figure for the future of our franchise, I think that we have rotations that we know work now that have been proven this past month or so, and we just now have to figure out how to insert Zion and make ourselves successful. Jesse, uh, I felt like you were going to say something before that too. I agree with you, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot what I was gonna say, and he was showing me uh Zion's gate just now. <laughs> no, I was looking at a picture on on Twitter, uh-huh. and no, what I was gonna say is, what was the worst hot take y'all have heard on Twitter? Um, but I mean, it, it's it's bad. But I was looking at a picture that someone took of of Zion tonight, and he's literally cutting to the rim, but his fucking shoe looks like it's about to explode. Have they not fucking figured out how to make this dude a shoe yet? Like, oh, I was looking at his ankle. No, when you look, me look that at picture. his shoe. The shoe looks like it's about to like rip open. And this is coming from which newspaper? The uh, Advocate. Advocate. So if you guys want to see it, front page of the Advocate. But yeah, yeah. So it's the front page. It's gonna be the front page of tomorrow's sports section. The shoe looks a little loose. So, but I it's them custom thirty fours, right? Yeah, it's it's so I don't I don't know if I don't know maybe Body they boys. maybe they want them that loose maybe they want a little f- a wiggle I, how's I don't his, know how's his knee look his knee looks fine I mean the knee that uh is injured is obviously in a in a like a little sleeve but I mean I, I just hope like I don't know when I look at this dude like I'm like oh man I hope he doesn't get fucking still hurt got, I hope he doesn't still get have hurt. it up yeah let's see sure but um, as far as hot takes go tonight, they were all over the place and a lot of yeah. people. And then especially when Zion went off in the fourth quarter, um, I don't know if y'all like uh, follow like old takes exposed or freezing cold takes. <laughs> yeah. But dude, they were retweeting all the bad Zion <laughs> shit. And people were like, yep, I deserve that. So, I mean, I'll, I'll say what the atmosphere was like and you guys can go ahead with the uh, in-game analysis. The in-game atmosphere, after Zion came out in the first quarter, you could have dropped a penny in there and everybody would have heard it. It was bad. 
Yeah. You yeah. know, like people were leaving at halftime. Oh, it, they, they definitely effectively killed all the hype. There like, was, it was dead. Like nothing was happening. Um, the fourth quarter comes, Zion hits that first three, and that was like, oh shit, he hit a three. Nice. Yeah. Like he was open. He hits the second one, and you're like, that's when shit started getting crazy. By the time he hit the fourth, I thought heads were going to pop off. Like oh, You should have heard me and Jonathan in the Dude, room. the stadium was freaking out. I've never seen anything like that. That was like, yeah, that that was a top in-game Pels moment for me when, when he hit that 4-3. Like, people were losing it. It was insane. It was awesome. And then uh, Popovich did the smart thing, called a timeout, and guess what? Zion's out of here. Zion's out, yep. <laughs> and And when people discuss, whenever somebody says like, Look, this is not me bashing on Ja Morant. Like, I, I like Ja Morant. But when people say, like, oh, I would have took Ja Morant over Zion, you can't say that because what Zion brings as far as just in financial terms, what he brings to the team and ticket sales and just overall hype, Ja Morant isn't bringing that. No. Like, only a player like Zion is that polarizing. And that's why I don't believe anybody when they say they would have passed them up because As any any team yeah any yeah. team owner would be like, are you fucking kidding me? You just passed up the cash cow for and and I get that John Moran has a ability to be a very very good he's a very very good player but to be a very very great player. But if Zion is seventy percent of the player we think he's gonna be, he's always gonna draw just insane amount of of. Of fan praise, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think just from a, just from if you take the financial aspect and economic ex- aspect of it out, I think that Zion Williamson, what we've seen today, just the the very quick glimpse of what we've seen today shows you how impactful he could be on a game. Yeah. Whereas John Morant, we kind of saw this, and I think he's going to grow. I mean, he he, you you see guards when the defense gets really really tight you see them get kind of shut down a little bit in close mm-hmm. games. So you have a guy like Drew Holiday shutting down John Morant. Yeah. Um, who's going to do that to Zion? You know? I don't... That's you know that's what I was talking with somebody about earlier. Zion pretty much has 30 pounds to swing on anybody. Yeah. Like, when yeah. he's going to the rim, and Brandon Ingram talked about that in the postgame, uh, you know, when he gets his explosiveness back, like, how are you going to stop him? Yeah. yeah. And then if he's shooting threes... You can't leave him. I just I feel like Zion's gonna open up a lot, not only for himself, but I think he's gonna open up a lot for these t- yeah. uh, for his team, and I think he's gonna be impactful in a way that John Morant, who man, I hate I hate comparing him to John Morant because I absolutely love John Morant. Yeah, and and, 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 and John Morant was like like uh, something I liked on Twitter was John Morant, you know, being stoked for Zion. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, I, I like John Morant. They were AAU. Yeah, and, right. and, and John Morant's in a small market like Memphis. If John Morant and Zion absolutely dominate the league for the next 10 years and we're like, man, it's a coin flip between who's the best, I'm, I'm, okay I'm excited. Yeah. Like, dude, because I love both of these players and what they bring into the court, and they're both the crazy explosive athletes for their positions. But I will say this. For all of you who are saying fire Gentry and hire Mark Jackson, that oh my Mark God. Jackson did say on live television <laughs> that there's no way he would have ever took 
Zion Williamson over John Morant. Look, if the Pelicans are going to hire Mark Jackson, I'm going to get hired as the GM because yeah. I'll write that ship. And, and <laughs> I'm trying not to be a Gentry sympathizer, sympathizer, but it's so easy because of how bad people talk about him. Incredibly, like incredibly, like without any factual basis yeah. Yeah. at all. Like it's, fuck, not, it's like fuck Gentry, fire Gentry. I can't believe he didn't put Gentry back. I mean, uh, Zion back in. Like little things like that call. is just it's just crazy it's, to me. Yeah, it wasn't Gentry's call. Let's get that straight. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Gentry because he has to make a call, probably a, a such a large and pivotal call that really he doesn't even make in a game where ninety percent of the people who've never attended a game this year or never paid attention to this team are watching. Right. So now he's got to explain I, himself when he really doesn't. You know, I mean, like it, it's. It's the medical staff saying Zion needs to come out. He's played his minutes. Mm -hmm. But now you got 90% of the people who only come around when either the team is A, winning, or B. To tell you how bandwagon it was tonight, they had people, I'm not even joking, I swear on this, in the stadium going, which number is Zion? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not joking. I could totally see that. And listen, we welcome that attention, and we're stoked as fans to have Zion Williamson on the team, but you got to realize that's the type of thing that comes with a player of this magnitude. There is one really important thing we need to discuss. Here it is. Did they bring the won't bow down drum back? No, they didn't. Okay, thank you. Yeah, They do have a flag up that says won't bow down over the... uh, Okay. I don't know if it's been there. I I noticed it today, but I wasn't paying attention. Did you wear the oversized t-shirt? No. Rookie move. No, I got a red, I got a red hoodie on. It's cold. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, as far you know, Zion hitting Zion had 18 minutes. Didn't have the impact inside like you know everybody assumed he'd have, and still had 22, seven, and was it three assists, two assists? I'm sorry, two or three, two, uh, two for sure. He That's had the, insane. He had the one to Ingram, and he had the one to Etwan. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Right? And then I think he set up uh did he set up Josh Hart who just fucking totally bricked the shot? Oh man. There was so many air balls in that yeah. game. I don't even want to go there. Yeah, and that's what I'm excited for, man. We saw we saw Zion be special tonight and we 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 pretty much saw the people that we normally expect to step up not step up. Yeah. It's going to be exciting to see this team when everything's starting to click on all cylinders. You get those special mem- moments from Zion, but at the same time you see the special player that bi is continue to come through you see the special player that drew can be come through um and you're going to continue to see some growth from the uh, young bench guys i'm excited to see if that can materialize quickly enough for us to make a serious playoff push mm-hmm. um but i'm encouraged after today i'm thoroughly encouraged after today that's my overall feeling of it is just pure um excitement for the rest of the season i know uh, I was cursed before with watching games. <laughs> There's no way I, I like I can not watch games from yeah. now on. I have, have to watch to. every single game. You I want to see the growth and development of this team. Um, not just Zion. I, I'm I'm getting thoroughly attached to a lot of the players here. They have such a personality together as a team, and this squad is now fun to watch. I hope that what we saw without Zion continues to be shown with the national audience, so they can see the same thing that we saw this past month or so. So Friday night. We have at home against Denver. What are you guys looking for in that game? Obviously, we obviously I'm looking for a strong bounce back BI performance. Um, 
I think that's the key to us winning games is him playing like an MVP. Well, not well, yeah, like an MVP candidate, but like the all star he is. Mm. Um, just hitting shots at a little bit more efficient rate. Um, do you guys think they roll back the tape and say mm, maybe we should put Zion off the bench, or do you think they keep him as a starter? I think it'll be very similar to what we saw tonight. I will say, however, you will see Jaleel Okafor instead of Nicola Melli. That was one thing that confused me about the game tonight. Nicola Melli was the first big off the bench. I think because he's been having a, a, a hot yeah, little run. But but it was like a two-game run. Yeah, yeah but we, like, were, we were ice-cold shooting. I you guess. needed something, yeah. yeah. But the reason I'm saying Jaleel off the bench is because he pretty much dominated Jokic in that uh, first game we played against mm-hmm. him. And Gentry talked about playing him tonight. So I I almost guarantee you'll see some Jaleel. Yeah, I'll welcome Friday. that. I'll welcome that. You know, if he uh, if he brings positive minutes, why not bring him on in? Yeah, and like I said, as long as we continue to develop into the squad, like and like you were just saying, how you're excited about the future, mm-hmm. we always forget. Like these dudes are 22 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're literally six years younger than me. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of Damn, these guys. That old? No, yeah, I'm just kidding. No, right? <laughs> so a lot of these guys are just kind of coming to their own. Um, while I, you know. B.I. had a really bad shooting night, but was still able to put up 22 points. At the end of the day, you have to re- kind of respect that. Like that's kind of yeah. a, a, that's kind of a mature performance. Like I'm not fucking shooting, but at least I'm getting 11, eight or 11 of my points at the line. You know, I'm just continue to contest. You know, attack. Some games the the fucking three ball is just not going to drop for you. Um, Lonzo almost had a triple double tonight. Uh, it was two rebounds off. So I mean, there's a lot to be excited about. Um, Hopefully we can get sneak this Denver win in, and then kind of continue on what we're, what we're building on. Before um, we don't have a lot of room for error, like Jonathan was saying, or what during, yeah. you know we have like a little group chat. We really don't. I mean, we we have to win. Yeah, and more than a majority. And again, I'm interested to see the standpoint that our coaching staff takes and our organization takes because. Mm-hmm. I think it's vitally important that we see what players we want Zion next to and that what balance. players fit. And that's thoroughly important. But at the same time, that might conflict a little bit with making a playoff push. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see I can see that happening. Did y'all see the five thirty eight article that came out? Yeah. Yeah. Basically we have the easiest strength of schedule yeah. in the league for the most part. And um they ranked our talent as the talent of a fifty win team. Yeah. I just I wanna handle I I'm gonna give you the coach's response here. I want to handle this one game at a time. Yeah, because man, every time I feel like I look into the future, or no, or I'm not looking that, at the playoffs. I yeah. just thought that was interesting. It is that interesting. their it's, model said that it's I, very interesting. But man, every time, I, and I, I love looking at those things. But I feel like every time I count on those and get my hopes up, something happens. Yeah, I, I can say this though: <laughs> if the NBA had like a crystal ball and they could make a perfect first round matchup, Zion against LeBron. Dude, they 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 are hoping. Well, here's the deal too. Praying. If we do make the eighth seed and go against the Lakers, that means the next 35, 40 games or so, whatever we have left, we're one of the hottest teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. like that's what and, that means. And and I'm not saying that we're gonna go in there and beat them, but I'm saying for the NBA, 
they can't think of a bigger frenzy than that matchup right there. Well, tell them to tell the referees <laughs> to start <laughs> giving real. us some fucking calls <laughs> so we can win these damn games, man. I'll tell you what, referee 43, I, I don't know his name, but he was calling. Yeah, we pointed him out every, on the TV. Yeah, we pointed him uh, out on the TV. That boy loved his whistle. He changed whistles at halftime because his one his one more out. Yeah, I, saw him. I don't doubt it. He had a backup whistle <laughs> it pissed me off because he called uh he called the illegal screen on jackson hayes and it was pretty solid he leaned forward a little bit but i've seen draymond green like literally like grab people and you're gonna call something like that and then on the other end demar rose and demar gets a little shitty uh foul on the other end and i was just like whatever yeah, yeah. i mean it happens i mean you, you, they're not gonna let rookies especially like jackson hayes get away with anything like that like it just it was that was work. a that's a fan complaint that's not a, yeah you know that's me at the game yelling at the ref yeah so nba you want the matchup i know you do just let the referees know that what we want the eight seed so i guess i'll ask this question um because we're probably getting close to the end here uh do we see zion sticking to this minute restriction quote unquote burst whatever you want to call it i think it's gonna for the month or I was, that's a perfect name for a while. I was gonna say that if if history holds true, if there's no setbacks, you're going to see his minutes increase, and I think they'll probably max out at the end of the month. What I do think you think it'll max out at? Somewhere 30? around thirty. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere around thirty. Yeah. What you think, Jesse? I'm I'm gonna say exactly what he said. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's usually how these things go. I mean, yeah. it's usually a, a, it's pretty standard how guys come back from from injuries, especially. Now, younger guys. Do you think that's because of the way he's? Do you think that's because of what's planned, or is it because of what he shows on the court coming up? Just prediction. Like obviously, we have no factual basis to guess this, but prediction wise, I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's going to show us a lot of great things on the court, and he's probably not going to feel bad at all and feel like he doesn't need a minutes restriction. Mm-hmm. But if medical history shows true, there is a method to um, prevent injuries or statistically prevent injuries, and that's slowly but surely working your way back into higher minutes, whether that's Zion Williamson or whether that's anybody else in the league. I think that's standard protocol, and I don't think we're going to handle it any differently um, than any other injury series. And, and, I, and I'm being true about that. I know that some people say, like, Zion's a special player. you got to handle this differently. He's doing different things. But at the end of the day, the dude's on a minute restriction. Like, we've mm-hmm. seen this before. We've seen people slowly work their way back in. And you know Zion hit four threes tonight, but do you think the spacing works with Lonzo in the starting lineup? Lineup, I think so, personally. I think so, yeah. I think so as well, yeah. I agree. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they'll, like, especially if Brandon Ingram is, is being Brandon Ingram, there's really not a problem. Mm-hmm. And if there is, then, you know, Gentry will quickly call it. I mean, I guess, like, I guess against some teams it'll be a problem. I mean, and Lonzo it, and Drew are just going to have to step up. The step spacing up, yeah. concerns was when Brandon Ingram was a subpar three-point shooter. He's shooting 40% for the season right now. Might be. I mean, Lonzo Ball was like, what, 33? Somewhere around there, 34, I think. I mean, he's only gone up a little bit, but, I mean, as far as a knockdown, sh- like, standstill shooter, he's he's there. Yeah, so. I mean, if B.I. continues at the pace that we're, well, you know, minus talking about the two games. The worst out of, out of the four of them, Right now, statistically, <laughs> the worst three-point shooter on the floor is probably Drew. You know? Yeah. So, that's funny. So, we're going to look forward to Friday, where we play the Denver Nuggets 
at home. Are y'all going? Anybody go to that game? No, no. I'll be. We're all in, going to Memphis, though. I'll be in Next North week. Carolina. Friday, we'll be out there. Next Friday. Next Friday. Next Friday. Next Next Friday. Friday we'll be at the game. I, I might go happy to. The, I might go Jonathan. to. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Wednesday. Birthday. Next Wednesday. I might go to the uh, Denver game this Friday. I'm off. Oh, Jesse's yeah. got an off day. An Let's off go. Day. So Are you first game? <laughs> yeah, that would be my first game. Yeah, Holy I, shit. I've, dude, every, every... Wait, you haven't gone this year yet? No, dude. Every game they've played this year, I've had to work. And, you know, like, I, it's... the For for the, the birthday game, for your birthday game that we're going to on uh, next Friday, right? Mm-hmm. I had to take off. Like, I had to ask, like, for a vacation oh, day. Like, oh. I don't mind it, but it's just like... Dude, like the Pelicans schedule did not work into my favor this year. So that's why whenever my season ticker rep calls, I'm like, dude, it, it's not going to happen this year. You think, did you already buy a ticket? No, no. But now I just, I, I forgot. Like when I saw that I was off, I was like, well, fuck. Like I saw you could still get in the 300s for like 20 bucks. Wasn't dude, too bad. It yeah. wasn't too bad. Yeah. yeah. And like the, the, the Smoothie King Center is, is, is small. So like, even if you're in the 300 level, you still have. Pretty good seats for the most part, you know. And you can move down by the half. By the half, yeah. My uh, so to like wrap it up, I just have one serious question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what number is I on again? <laughs> <laughs> what a great uh, question. Uh, twelve. No. Yeah, that does a good way to end the podcast, right? Twenty-two. Uh, twenty-two. Yeah, he had twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna be it for this podcast. We wanted to do a little quick one, but it turned out to be a little bit longer than quick. But uh, we'll be back after uh, next week after they play some more games, and hopefully we can continue uh, racking up some wins. He's, his number's one, guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>